Hey, Happy Campers listeners, Sammy here. Before we get going with today's episode, I just wanted to take a second to ask you all, our amazing listeners, a very quick favor. Uh, Julia and I and Allison, our amazing producer, would like to do an episode on camp pranks. And we think that the best way that we can do that is to hear your best pranking stories. You are awesome, amazing, wonderful, devoted listeners. Um, So we would really appreciate it if you guys could take a few minutes and send us an email at happycamperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, containing your best prank story. Also, if you don't want to write an email, which, you know, it takes some time. A lot of people don't want to do that. You could open up the voice memo app on your phone and record yourself telling your favorite prank story and then attach that to an email. You don't even have to write anything in the email. Just attach it. Send it our way, and we may play it on the podcast. Uh, We want to hear about all different prank stories, anything that you got. No prank is too big or too small. We want to hear about pranks that went exactly right and went off without a hitch. We want to hear about ones that went terribly wrong. We want to hear about pranks that made you laugh so hard that you may have peed a little bit. We want to hear it all. So please, over the next couple weeks, if you have any extra time, you're listening to the podcast and we say something and it makes you think of a really funny prank that you pulled or was pulled on you, Take a second, write it down, send it our way, and maybe you'll hear it on the podcast. So thanks, guys. Uh, We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show, and please enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we miss, about the best summers we ever had, and there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey. Happy, shalom. <laughs> happy campers. Shahola. Shahola, shaloma. <laughs> Welcome. Hola. Hola. Bienvenido, happy campers. You like got on the small world ride, buddy. I just want to make sure that we are putting out the energy so we can get a worldwide fan base. I think we have one already and we have some listeners in Australia. Gracias, Australia. <laughs> Good day, mate. On the Barbie shrimp. <laughs> Camping and shrimping. Anyway, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm, uh, I'm Sammy. Did you guys hear that? That's Sammy. <laughs> and that's Julia. Julia. And uh, as always, you know, we are here to bring you some prime quality camp stories. Yeah. And this week we're going to focus on all boys camp. The strange and wonderful world of all boys the camp. The mystical paradise of a camp of all men. Right. So as you listeners know, Julia and I went to all girls camp. And so we literally have no... And just to clarify, all girls camp means no boys allowed. No boys allowed. And we... Julia has a sister. I'm an only child. So we didn't have brothers to go visit at camp. So we literally... This is a foreign concept to us. Yeah, like what do boys between the ages of 8 and 14 do when no girls are around? So we brought on a couple of our friends to... Tell us about it. Yeah, we're really excited about our guests. We've got Lucas and Noah. And a little fun fact for our listeners. (laughs) 
Lucas is my soon-to-be brother-in-law. What up, future bro-in-law? Yeah, I love him very much. So does my sister, because she's marrying him. I should hope so. Um, so, yeah. We're going to find out about boys camp. Let's get all boy up in here. <laughs> here we go. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Happy Campers. Today we're going to talk about something that we literally know nothing about. It's a mystery to us. All boys camp. What? Dun, dun, dun. So we have two guests here today. They are both leading experts in all boys camps because they, at some point in their life, <laughs> was a, were campers at all boys camps. Uh, we've got Lucas and we've got Noah, and we're going to let each of them kind of introduce themselves. And hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up? Do you guys want to take where did you go to camp? How, what ages? What'd you do? Tell us everything. Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I'm Lucas. I am, I guess, the future brother-in-law of fellow uh, co-host here, Julia. Shout out right over here. Shout out. It was to- it part of uh, part of the deal to marry my sister is that he <laughs> appears on one episode of the podcast. That was it. Contractually obligated. You're part of yes. the web because your fiance is one of my very close camp friends. And that's how Julie and I got to do this podcast. And now here we are, Lucas, on the podcast. Awesome. Glad to be here. Um, so I went to Camp Shahola, which is in Greeley, Pennsylvania, in the Pocono Mountains. Uh, I went for four years as a camper and then three years as a counselor, including the CIT year. Um, and... Uh, very. I've listened to a bunch of the episodes, so it's uh, it's funny you pick up kind of different pieces of each episode. There's things like, oh yeah, talk about that one. So, looking forward to it. Welcome. All right, and I'm Noah. Um, I went to Camp Nabagaman in Lake Nabagaman, Wisconsin. It's about 30 minutes southeast of Duluth, Minnesota, um, very north. I'm not the future brother-in-law of Julia. <laughs> that spot is already taken by the man <laughs> sitting next to you. Um, I was a camper from 2000 to 2004, and then did on and off again seven summers as a counselor. Wow. And another summer where I helped out for a week because I just can't stay away. Um, and last summer, this past summer was actually the first time I haven't even visited other than the year off that they mandate you take in between being a camper and a counselor, and that was very strange. This <laughs> past summer was my first year that I haven't visited and since being a counselor in, in 2008, so I'm with you in that boat. Yeah, I didn't love it, but uh, I got through <laughs> it. I'm alive. Yeah? You made it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. All right. Welcome, guys. We're super excited to have you here. Like, yeah. Literally also, I, I didn't so realize questions. that both of you spent so much time as counselors, too, yeah. so this is going to be... Great. This will be cool, because you'll you know talk about your experience under the age of 15 as a camper, but also when you're older looking at these like, you know, 10 year old boys and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So, uh, we usually do some rapid fire questions. Rapid Rapid fire fire questions. questions. Did you guys Um, like that? I did. Yeah, (laughs) That was good. The eye eye contact was key to get that. (laughs) The viewers don't see all the stuff that goes into it, but the eye contact was, you know, it's a big part of it. Our first couple episodes, we were sitting next to each other and it did not work at all. We realized that we really have to sit across from each other. Um, okay. So here we go. Favorite camp tradition. 
I'll go first. It's Lucas. Lucas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's hard to tell the different voices. I think, I think we have pretty yeah. different voices. Okay. All right. Um, I would have to say that the all camp capture the flag was probably one of my favorite traditions, which Ooh. I did hear mention, I feel like, on a different episode. Yeah, Brad so spoke must... about something like that. Yeah. I think actually it was Abby that loved capture the flag, though, on the traditions episode. It was like parents oh, weekend yeah. capture the flag. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah, it was kind of separated into two, um, but there was always kind of one one side that was better and like the creek was the dividing uh, half, oh. of the, half of the camp. Um, so it was, uh, that was also part of our, our green, white color war. Um, so it was a, it was a key event happened July 4th. Um, and there always be people that would like just try to find like the deepest pass into paths into the woods and try to like, you know, come around the backside <laughs> and, and see, uh, you know, try to get the, get the flag and then form kind of like human chain. Around, it sounds uh, super intense. And then trying to, you had to get the flag obviously back to your side, but everyone had little white socks, as in like flag football style, like yeah, yeah. socks. So that was how you got out if someone grabbed your oh. your sock. Cool. That sounds awesome. Sock first flag. Yeah. I guess I have two. One, uh, my boss will love that I brought this up, but uh, so <laughs> your boss is in like the camp your director. Camp yes, director. The camp okay. Director. okay. Um, former boss. Former boss. Sad there. face. Uh, um, so on Sunday nights, we do this thing called a council fire. It's just like one of the senior staff members will talk about a topic that's close to them. And then at the end, um, anybody who wants to give a key log throws another log on the fire and will thank somebody in the camp community for something they've done for them or just an, an important impact in their, in their day-to-day life in, at camp. Um, and a lot of times there are younger kids who will thank them for something that is in the eyes of adults, meaningless, but to them, it means the world. It made a big deal. Um, like what kind of thing? Um, a lot of times it's homesickness related, um, yeah. or thank you to the, the nurses who helped me when I was sick or thanks to the kitchen staff for making food. It's, it's yeah. things that are like, of course that you're, you're thanking them for this, but yeah. in their eyes, it's like they've never been away from home and this is what, what keeps them sane and alive when they're away from their parents. Yeah. Um, and then I have to also agree with Lucas over here about color war. We ours was called Paul Bunyan Day. Whoa! Uh, four different teams, uh, lots of chanting and yelling and screaming. That four team four. color war. Yes, that's big. It was. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great day. It actually is over two days. Uh, okay. There's a prelims day and then the actual day itself, and it's just it's so fun. And even the counselors that were campers for a long time get into it and. They still kind of care who their, where their allegiances lie based on where they were as a camper. Yeah. Um, so it's always a great. That's a great day too. I we have I have a ton of questions about color war later on, so we'll get to that. We'll, we'll come back there. to color war. All right. Next question. What was your favorite camp meal? Grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah. Tomato soup. I think. Perfect answer. That is a correct answer. <laughs> I will. I will agree with that. And, yeah. And just because you knew it was the right answer. Yeah. And the last couple of years they've added Rubens back on that day. Whoa. So it's kind of like a mishmash. What camp of, did you go to? <laughs> like they it's would like never have like Rubens food. Day yeah. at an all girls camp. <laughs> that sounds awesome. They'd be like turkey with light mayo day. <laughs> <laughs> um. That was a good one, Julia. Thanks. All right. I had that one written. <laughs> um, most useful skill that you learned at camp? Um, I did a lot of wilderness tripping. Mm. Uh, not mm. necessarily as a younger camper, but once I was older and then as a staff member, did a lot of wilderness tripping. And just the skills of knowing 
how to survive when you're in the middle of nowhere and you're at times days away from an evacuation route. Um, that's pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's useful, but probably one of the, we did have windsurfing at camp. (laughs) I feel like I would not have learned elsewhere because there's no way I was starting that on the ocean. (laughs) When I have tried it in the ocean, it's much more difficult (laughs) with the strong winds. But like, at least you have the basic skills. Yeah. Oh, also like, figuring out how to like go from like a towel to a bathing suit without completely yeah. flashing Ooh, everybody. That's, that's a, a pretty useful, that's a useful really useful skill. skill. Definitely. <laughs> Just don't drop the towel. It's the only rule. <laughs> that's great. Uh, can you tell us the time you cried the hardest at camp? Might've been when someone ruined the end of the last Harry Potter book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, I would, any of the last days of camp, those yeah. are always, you can't not cry, even as a as a dude, as a man, no, grown the, man. Like a twenty-four, twenty-five-year-old grown man. The last time I was there on the last day, it just is, it's overwhelming at times. Yeah, for sure. Um, time that you laughed the hardest. Do you have any good stories about this? Oh, let's see. I don't know. There's so many times. Uh, I would. I don't know. I feel like as an adult, probably on a day off, just yeah. goofing around when the kids aren't around. And I mean, there was definitely plenty of times where I was able to laugh and, and have a ridiculous time with my campers as well. But when you're kind of away from things as an adult and you can laugh as a camper, um, I don't know, so many dumb things were funny then. It's <laughs> like, I can't even think of a great example, but just... But it happened. But it, it did happen. <laughs> and there was lots of laughing. <laughs> I also, I was... One that always pops into my head was also with counselors. Um, we were, you know, I don't know what it was like in, in Denmark, Maine, but I imagine there's not a ton of stuff to do outside of the camp. So yeah. we had gone to a place called Perkins, which is just like kind of like a Denny's, but like a little step up, kind of like just all day breakfast type place. And the, there was four, four or five of us. And we had... Um, <laughs> I don't know, we had ordered whatever. There's a table next to us of this, like, kind of old couple. And we see them leave, and they left, like, at least, like, two and three quarters of their, like, three pancakes. (laughs) Like, one of them had left that pancakes. And so us being 15-year-old people, after they had left, dared one of our people to go eat one of their pancakes, (laughs) which they ended up proceeding to do eat the pancake, and then five minutes later, they come back from oh, the restroom yeah. oh my and God. realize <laughs> that that at least one of their pancakes <laughs> was gone. <laughs> and all of us were just, were just completely laughing on the table. Oh my God. It was very that's awkward. So that's, I, that's, <laughs> that's really funny. Amazing. I like came back. <laughs> uh, what was the most triumphant victory you can remember at camp? I would have to say we had part of what we had for evening activities was um, like league sports leagues. Like we'd have upper camp and lower camp. So upper camp would be like basically like if you split the ages in half, which is like eight to 14 or so, basically the upper, you know, uh, around 11 to 14 year olds would have like upper camp NBA or upper (laughs) camp NHL. Um, And my team won the NBA upper camp NBA championship. It was just a 
large victory. That sounds intense. Uh, So the oldest group of campers um, have an opportunity to go on a two-week canoe trip in the Quetico, which is a provincial park. Two weeks. uh, In Canada. You smell wonderful when you're done. Um, (laughs) And I was actually lucky enough to lead two of those trips as a counselor as well. Um, But when you return, they gather all of the ninth grade campers together and the, the staff members that led the trips, and they pull vans into camp at the same time and the entire camp is down at the waterfront and all the doors fly open from these vans and you sprint into the lake and just celebrate with your friends of completing this two-week journey and it's kind of like a significant sort of picturesque end to your time as a camper Um, and just having the chance to do that not only as a camper but as a staff member it's like it's just so powerful to do that and everybody that's on shore is waiting for you to say hi to you and catch up with you and find out how your two weeks was. And uh, it's just a very triumphant, powerful moment. That sounds awesome. That sounds super cool. I'm ready hearing some of the language of boys camp. Yeah. Boys girls camp <laughs> where you're like, and so they're excited to see us and, you know, catch up and for us. Like they're excited to see us and like, give us so many hugs and kisses. And be like, Oh my God, how are you? It's like uh, basically the same thing. Just said differently. Uh, what were each of your favorite activities at camp? Windsurfing for Lucas. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had a program called MOCA. It was Masters of the Culinary Arts. Ooh. So pretty much you get to go <laughs> pretend to cook, and then you get to eat some food. And that sounds. What was the best thing you ever cooked? Uh, derby pie. What's Very... derby pie? What's that? <laughs> some sort of chocolatey pie concoction that's amazing. Great. It... Nice. Culinary arts. I don't think windsurfing tops that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your favorite activity? Uh, just Lucas. I, I mean, can just besi- imagine him like down by the lake every day practicing <laughs> his windsurfing. <laughs> that little boy, at least he found his calling. Sometimes they wouldn't let you do the sail if it was like way too windy. So that was always a bummer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lucas is crying. The sail is uh, what was the best or worst injury you got at camp? I used to get really bad poison ivy, like everywhere. Uh, like, like it would come every, back. Like you would just go in there. Like areas. every summer. <laughs> Not every summer. I think only a couple of times. But when I got it, it was, it was bad. Ah, ugh. I was pretty lucky. I I think the worst thing I did was roll my ankle. Um, really? Yeah. Never you nothing. Rolling your Even ankle, I, like I, everyone rolled their ankle. What does yeah, that mean? Like, I did it rolling. multiple times. <laughs> is, I, is it a sprain? Is it it's just like just a kind of roll? Mild. Yeah, I it think means it's like that a you can like sprain. complain for the next two and a half days. Yeah, and then exactly. Like, and then, and then you're, you're like, done. Get these glimpses of it still hurting, but you're like, oh, I guess I'm okay, but I can still yeah. complain a little bit just to complain. <laughs> you can play in the stuff that you want to play in, yeah. but if you exactly. don't want to, you're like, oh, I rolled my ankle. I'm still recovering. Yeah. Um, okay, best was this my turn? Yeah. Best prank you played on someone at camp. Oh, I can tell Noah has a good one. Um when I was an eighth grade camper, we tied a kid that was asleep oh, no. to another kid that was asleep oh, no. across the cabin and then duct taped them both to the bed. Wait, explain the logistics. <laughs> there was like a there was a rope of sorts that tied their oh, arms together. Okay, them. so you stretched was, the rope really long. Yeah, it was a long rope. Okay. And, uh, it was like you lifted one on top of the other and tied them up. Oh, no, no, up. no. They were in their own beds. Yeah. Um, and their arms were tied together 
from very far away. Just if any of them moved, it would have jerked the other one. Yeah. Up. Okay. And then we duct taped them both loosely to their beds. I feel like that defeats the purpose of the tying them together. It might thing. have. We were we were fourteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we made a lot of noise and woke them up, and then nothing really ha- came of it. They both just kind of were like, "Leave us alone." <laughs> and but we f- we felt pretty gratified. That sounds. It like felt a great good in the prank. moment. How'd yeah. you pick those two? Because they were asleep. Okay. Oh. The rest of the bunk was awake. Mm-hmm. Lucas? I'm kind of blanking. I feel like I'll probably remember one later. Well, okay. how about how about a, a prank any... that was played on you? I don't know. There were, a lot of the pranks would be like, ca- like camp-wide or cabin-wide. Um, someone stole the entire flagpole once and then reconstructed like a very like mini one like less than like six inches tall <laughs> where so the flagpole was no one knew where this giant you know 30 40 foot flagpole <laughs> was for a while. there's just the six inch one yeah that's kind of funny Tiny that's pretty good i actually have another one that was done to me yeah um on one of those two-week trips that i led i got back and my friends had wrapped every item of everything that i owned in aluminum foil <laughs> that's like that prank like, the, on the office where they wrapped everything in things, wrapping paper things that were like in a bag were taken out wrapped put back in the bag <laughs> then the bag was wrapped like my bed was wrapped each individual sheet was wrapped was this when you were a counselor or a camper yes i was a counselor oh, that's awesome wow. that's a really good one how that wasted a lot of aluminum foil yes it did and <laughs> i thought it was hilarious and they were like you're not mad i'm like what am I to be mad about? You, you get it, it's so frustrating when someone's not mad. That's actually, the prank yeah, that you pull. That's actually a really good one. Like the worst one my kids pulled on me when I was a camper was they put a full frosted cake in my trunk. Oh no! Did your clothes get ruined? No, they just like they put a towel down first, yeah, and then they put the cake in it. And I opened it and was like, "Oh cool, I have a cake now." And then, like that was it. Like, you're not mad? It's like no, I love no, cake. I love cake. <laughs> I have a question yeah. for you. Hit us. Talk about trunks. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing? Yeah. So every camper had a trunk. You didn't have to bring camp. your trunk. Like yeah, you, it didn't was, bring you got it, your cot you got it and a trunk. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking more along the lines of like camp in the fifties when people would brought bring a trunk no, on a train. No, yeah, yeah. I think there's a chance that like my mom brought a trunk. I think that that's trunk. probably how it started. But like it's just you, everyone gets a trunk and that's where you keep yeah, your clothes. Yeah. Like in my got attic, it. there was a trunk that used to be my mom's trunk. Yeah. We have to. We brought our own trunks. Really? Yes. Do you still have your trunk? Uh. Pass. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. The internationals, there would be like certain ones that. Wait, was that would, what? what? The internationals? The international people Campers? who flew to camp, yes, would borrow some from the nurses. Your camp office. had an international element to it? Yes. A lot of kids from Mexico and Spain mostly. And the bagman, did you guys? Um, when I was a camper, it was mostly counselors. We would get. Every year, a few from, from overseas. From CCUSA. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, What's it called? CCUSA, Camp oh, Counselor yeah. USA. Yeah. And then in the last probably six or seven, six to ten years, I would say, there's been more international campers. I mean, there was always some, but there's been more. Mexico has been yeah. a very popular area. That's cool. Um, we've had kids from Germany. Um, I can't even... Everywhere. 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 Nice. Cool. Okay, so that wraps up rapid... Fire questions. questions. And now we're going to transition into camp meeting. meeting. Camp meeting. This is our discussion section, mm-hmm. as our listeners mm-hmm. are aware. Um, okay, so this is just, these are some more like kind of general questions, like about your camp, how you feel about how you went to camp, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we went to all girls camp. 
uh, as you know. And something we always talk about is that when we were at camp, we were able to kind of like let our guards down and like goof around and be weird and like say really weird things and do weird things because we were not in the presence of boys. Um, is that the same for boys camp? Like, do you think that that's, you were like liberated or you acted differently because no girls were around? And uh, what does that look like? If so, cause clearly we don't know. I, I would definitely say yes. Okay. Uh, I just think everybody has a chance to be more themselves yeah. and just to be free. And, um, I know at our camp, there's a lot of kids that may not be the most popular at school because they feel some pressure to act a certain way or be a certain way. And they're just not. They don't want to do that. Yeah. They don't want to conform. And there's no real pressure to to conform to anything. And it's you can just be yourself. And a lot of times the kids that are that have a, a tough time making friends at school are the most popular kids at camp. Um, yeah. And it just gives you a great chance to just run around and be ridiculous. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, I, <laughs> I was talking with a few of my friends and both – Multiple people brought up that same theme of, of trying, you know, being able to kind of just, you know, do what do what you want, not feel pressured to like, you know, only take the classes that the, that the guys that were talking to the girls were taking, or you know, you know, not be afraid to take like a stained glass class or something <laughs> like that. Um, and yeah, I think it was just, just a lot, very very easy to kind of focus on other things rather than just constantly having that pressure <laughs> pressure and you know yeah draw of like you know okay how does this affect <laughs> how, does, how does this affect life with girls and things like that yeah, yeah that makes sense uh if you guys had a choice would you have chosen to go to an all boys camp or do you think a co-ed camp was something that you would like to and, and wish that you went to that I would st- stick with the dudes. <laughs> uh, I actually did go to a co-ed camp for one summer when I was a f- after my fourth grade school year. Okay, so you're ten. Uh, yeah, okay. thereabouts. Um, I didn't know any better, and I I guess <laughs> I liked it, but I didn't really want to go back. Um, and my parents gave me a, a choice in quotes mm-hmm. to either go to a camp that was that had a lot of kids from the local area I was living in in Louisville. Um, or go to Nebagaman. And I wanted to go to the camp that had a lot of local people uh, and was also co-ed. And they were like, actually, you're going to go to Nebagaman. We didn't really <laughs> give you a choice. Um, and I was I, I was nervous and didn't really know what to make of it, but it was I can't imagine having done a co-ed camp. It just... It is what it, it just is what I know. Yeah, I can't imagine it. I mean, we talked to a couple guys that went to co-ed camp and what the way that they were, I can't imagine having done that either, but maybe it's just because I have no perspective of what it was. Like yeah. I may have gone if I had gone my whole life and loved it, but I love that. I went to all girls camp. Ditto. Ditto. Um, what? Okay. We're going to get into like the culture of all boys camp. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this part. <laughs> all right. So you kind of already explained to us like the basic, like the age ranges and stuff like that for your camps. Um, but like, what was the setup? Did you live in bunks? What was the shower situation like? Paint us a word picture of your time at camp, like in terms of like logistics. Sure. So where I start. So as I mentioned, it's kind of 
basically like, eight in- to um, eight to fourteen. Okay. Um, and then once you the last year is called the working senior year, um, which you're you know you're still paying the, the full still paying the full price, and that's and you kind of everyone lives in the same cabin. They go by cabins, multiple cabins per different age groups. So there were there were sixteen cabins, and then the working senior cabin. Were they um, named anything? Just uh, cabin one. Just like numbers, yeah, like us. Numbers, okay, yeah. I'm like a, a number system. Um, and you could either go for the full summer or um, or four months or four <laughs> week four weeks four months. Yeah, that would <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. Except the parents, <laughs> or maybe yeah. <laughs> except the parents' wallets, I guess. Um, yeah. So and then. At some point, it kind of introduced two week sessions, but most people either went for one month or the full the full two months. Um, did you have showers in the bunk? Do not have showers in the bunk. We did have electricity in the bunk, though. I don't know how you guys lived, lived with that. Flashlights. Lived without that one. <laughs> um, there were two. There were two showers. Um, there two shower houses. The working senior showers, which was directly below the working senior cabin, and then another kind of cabin. Another shower house on the quote hill where all the cabins were, or most of the cabins. This working senior just like turned. I know it sounds very like communist. It does. It sounds. It sounds like a big rip off. (laughs) It's 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 a lot less working than it sounds. It's very just like I mean, you're intended to if you know if you were taking part in a class you were supposed to help the counselors out. We say class. Do you mean activity? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. No activity. I feel like we call them. Maybe activity, yeah. Activity. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of like the the you know you're leading up to that. Everyone's in the same cabin. You get to stay up later, yeah. or do other trips, kind of. Thing, and they're like, like they're the leaders of camp. Yeah, on the counselor side of thing, I mean, on the camper side of thing. Yeah, you, yeah, you could say that. And then they would, um, that each year they would have like a. I want to say there was a prank, but now I'm forgetting some of the other pranks. Um, <laughs> What am I missing? I don't know. That's good for now. Yeah. That's Noah, good. hit us up. All right. So our camp was after third grade to after your ninth grade school year. So that's mm-hmm. the same as so ours, nine to 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and recently they've started to allow some post-second grade kids to come Yeah. Um, if they're mature enough, which if they're ready, I, th- I think that's awesome. Um, and there's four villages, which is also age groups. Um, so the youngest group is called the Swampers. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Lo- loggers, axemen, and lumberjacks. Oh, very. You uh, guys have a lot of uh, uh, wood themed. Yes, it's very like. Paul Bunyan Day and lumberjacks. It is very woodsy, axe. <laughs> yeah, like manly men. Outdoors. Names. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you progress as you get older. Um, there's 27 cabins, I believe. Whoa. How many, How many kids are at yeah. your camp? Um. First, the first, so you can either go four or eight weeks as well. Um, and the first session is more popular. There's, I think the most we've had is 230 or 240 kids. That's pretty big. Um, and then second session is usually around 200, if not a little less. Um, and then, so usually there's anywhere from six to 14 kids in a cabin. Um, and it will go like Swamper 1, Swamper 2, Swamper 3, Logger 1, Logger 2, Logger 3. Okay. Uh, as far as numbers go. And then there's 
two shower houses and then three smaller bathrooms that don't have showers. And do you have you have electricity in your bunks? Yes. Okay. Electricity, power outlets. We're bougie. You Fans, are, yeah. Super service. fancy. None of that. None of that. It's not it's, that fancy. But, it's uh, interesting that we roughed it a little more than the boys. <laughs> I was shocked to hear that when I first found out about Walden. Yeah. It, yeah. That was a thing. Um, okay, so sure. you want to go? I'll do it. What's the culture like at all boys camp? Like, is it very competitive? There's lots of camaraderie. Is there a big emphasis on sports? What's what's happening there? Yeah, I would say I'd say it's definitely definitely competitive. I'd say land sport land sports were big. I think the biggest competitiveness though actually probably came again with other camps. We had the oh. Pike County Sports League, which would basically be a different different camps um, in the area that we would play different sporting events against, um, and you know you could you have the different age group uh, g- games against them, um, but Sorry. that was always a big. There were also big rivalries with uh, we had a uh, Lake Camp Lake Camp Greeley. We had Pine Forest Camp. Pine Forest Camp was known. There was the the Pine Forest Camp salute, which was a basically just a, a one finger gesture <laughs> anytime we drove past their camp, which I'm sure the staff was not thrilled about. But it's all good. But for Shahola, were you guys? I'm saying it right. Shahola. Yes, Shahola. I'm pronouncing it. In the one that name. everyone thinks is a Jewish name, but really it's Native American. <laughs> <name>. <laughs> it sounds somewhere in between. Those yeah. two. But were you, within this camp, this league of camps, do you think you guys were looked upon as like the camp to beat, or like the underdog mm. camp, like? Or somewhere in the That's middle? That's a good question. It, de- it definitely depends on the sport. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, we had a lot of Mexicans and Spaniards, and so thus we were quite good at soccer. Or football? <laughs> yes, uh, or football. football. <laughs> yeah. I, that was actually one of my favorite things to do as a counselor is to coach the games um, and coaching 11-under soccer when you had all of these <laughs> – kids from Mexico running around that were so much better than all of the, <laughs> the Jews at New Jersey Y camp. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, that was good. But like other sports like basketball, we usually weren't that great at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of competition sports against other camps. And then the, the color war, the green, green, white, uh, Olympic or not the Olympics, but the green, white color war. That was kind of a, it's a, it's a, summer long event so even if you're only you know even if you're only there for one month it's still you know it goes it doesn't end until the end of the summer so it's it's a final apache race kind of like a what does that look like yeah yeah okay do do the race first and then i'll ask my question (laughs) so (laughs) as a as a first monther by by trade i i don't i I never got to experience the uh, full apache race except for except for once so my friends will probably hate me that I'm not explaining it that well, <laughs> but basically a bunch of different events all around camp. Anything from like taking a piece in chess against a counselor to a boat race, you know, like a rowboat race around uh, you know the island, and come it's back like the end and of heavyweights. Then, yeah, <laughs> basically like and any possible. You know, there were yeah there were events for all you know all types of uh, people whether you're good at sports or not like let's put them on the chest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay and then so color war lasted the whole summer 
And then like, did you carry that with you like to the dining hall? Like you didn't sit with the green team if you were on the white team or like, was it just when you like color war events were happening that it was a big deal? It was usually, usually just when the events, I mean, we had like a sign, sign seats in the dining hall. Um, but I mean, anytime there was an event, there would be a lot of kind of, you know, the, the, Green, green, white. You know, <laughs> Cheering? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> green, 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 white, white. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> um, what about you, Noah? Tell us about Color War. Um, by and large, we were a rather non-competitive camp. Uh, okay. There's a big sign in our rec hall that says, win or lose, be a good sport. It, it was much more sportsmanship-based and and that than actually winning and losing. Just like raising nice young men. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we were not the best athletes. Okay. Um, so sports wise, it wasn't always, I mean, there, there was definitely some kids that were really good athletes. Yeah. And I mean, there was a kid who was actually one of my campers who played college football at Wash U. Wow. So it's not to say that. Oh, Wash, Wash U. U. They, uh, hey. they do have a football team. <laughs> and it was the only sporting event I attended while <laughs> being a student there. Um, but yeah, by and large, we were. I honestly thought you were going to say like Michigan or something. I'd be like, oh my God, I played football in Michigan. <laughs> I, there is another kid that is a walk on right now at Stanford. Oh, wow. And I got wow. him to That's sign a, a jersey deal. and send it to me. So I have, it, cool. I have it in my office. It sits on the back of my chair. And, and uh, then when it's worth something, you'll sell it? Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to frame it. I just uh, haven't gotten around to it right I'm now. It's best kidding. on my chair. I was giving you a joke, making a joke. <laughs> All right. So non-competitive, but there are four teams. Yeah. And so it wasn't carried into your day-to-day life either. It was only a big no, deal I mean, when you were competing. Like the week leading up to it was just kind of getting everybody excited for it. Okay. Um, Yours was only two days. It yep. wasn't a full summer thing. Correct. Okay. And then they started doing another one during the second session, which I have not been at camp to see, mm-hmm. um, but it's apparently pretty popular. It's called, uh, oh man, I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's called but, something. Yeah. It's, it's something a little more color like, related. It's a little more board game based. Uh, like, okay. Like risk. A little more intellectual. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Um, but it's, it, for those two days, it's very competitive and everybody wants to win. And I'll still tell somebody, hey, remember that time Great Lakes won in 2004 when <laughs> I was a ninth grade camper? And it, 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 in that way, it's spirited competition, but it's not something that will actually be held over anyone's head all summer or anything like that. It's just... Do you stay on the same team the whole time that you're at camp? Most of the time. There's a couple, do, and Lucas a couple is circumstances where people will change if they okay. skip a summer or okay. if, they're, if they have a brother who's... On another, on another team. team, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at our camp. It switched every summer. You were never on the same team. I mean, right. you could be on the same team twice, but it wasn't on purpose. Um, okay. Uh, I guess, I don't know what else. We, I want to ask about evening activities. What did your evening activities look like? Because we had stuff like lip sync night and TV skit night, which I imagine you probably did not have at all boys camp. So that's my, I'm wondering what it looked like. Uh, most of ours were through the same core activities that we had, but just try to be creative. So it would be uh, like tennis, golf, or okay, they were uh, like sports stuff. Not even necessarily sports stuff, but just activities that weren't something that you would necessarily do on like a normal day to day. Okay, just trying to be creative and and like fun, fun, and let them run around and burn some more energy after they eat before they go to bed. Okay. 
We had a, f- a few different ones. The the sports leagues were big when we you know when we have the upper camp uh, basketball or lower camp hockey or things like that. Um, every Wednesday we'd have cookout, um, which is kind of an even activity. Um, canteen also was a what's that? Canteen is uh, when you get candy. You get you oh, have, it was like camp the, store candy camp, line. Yeah, candy yeah, line. Candy line. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Wednesday, Friday, and then double canteen on Sunday. Ooh. So that was double that was canteen. big. That was like pretty much the currency at camp. Like, mm. you know, if you were betting or if you were a counselor and like taking away things for people doing bad, it yeah. would be like, oh, this person owes me 17 canteens that will never actually get, <laughs> get paid. But, um, uh, did you have stuff like movie night and stuff like that? We did a movie night on every Friday. It would be... The movie would be ten bu- buckets of dead man's blood. That would always be announced that that was the movie, but then it wasn't actually the movie. Oh. Is that a, is <laughs> like that a, a real movie? No. Like, Everyone <laughs> always wondered if there like yeah. if there was going to be that. So but it was basically just to like avoid having like everyone ask like, oh, what movie? What movie? Right. What movie? What movie? Oh, okay, That's funny. There's that, that funny. tradition <laughs> of like it's ten buckets. Like no, it really is this week. We finally got the copy. <laughs> We would do movie nights on Wednesdays usually, and uh, it would always be someone's bar mitzvah video. What? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like the, they'd be like, "Tonight we're watching Andy's." Yeah. That's so funny. That's uh, actually amazing. I'm wait, also, what, what about the non-Jewish kid who was like, "I don't have one." Well, the best was when it was like an was international his... staff member or like an African American staff Baptism. member their their bar mitzvah, and <laughs> they had they probably had never been to one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was always the running joke of what it is, and it never obviously was. Oh, it was like tonight. Wait, that was the joke. Instead of Tan Man's bucket of yeah. blood, it was like, and tonight we're watching oh. Noah's bar mitzvah video, and then it was like actually a movie. It was actually a real movie. I literally oh. thought God, that you I really want these you guys, guys all sitting bar around watching. Videos, like, oh my yeah, gosh, like no, them that would be. <laughs> I was, Nobody would go. <laughs> I would go. I would totally I would go. Book a flight <laughs> to That's Wisconsin. Amazing. Uh, I was going to say that did remind me, uh, I wanted to say something about cookout, um, which was a tradition prank that I feel like would not fly at an all girls camp, um, is, I don't know how you guys did it, but basically there were different locations on camp where different age groups would kind of, you'd group up with a few different cabins and have your kick out. Like some people were at campfire, some people were at the barn, some people were at, you know, down by the waterfront, all these different places, like basically all spread around camp. Um, but there was the, for, for people that it was their first year and the first cookout, you know, you'd get the fire going and people would like start complaining about smoke in their, you know, <laughs> the smoke would go in people's faces. So one, inevitably one of the new campers would get sent to one of the other sites to find the left-handed smoke shifter, <laughs> which did not exist. It's not a thing. But basically, everyone knew about it. So, like, there would be these kids that would literally go to like the five different oh, spots no. around oh, no. camp, like asking like, for oh, the. Oh, it's for the next. It's at the yeah. next. Yeah, one. exactly. Oh, okay, you really like, should find oh, it. Oh, yeah, really like, healthy. I, like I heard. Fire. I heard someone had it at the waterfront. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just, so they got a lot of walking in for that. Yeah, that's funny. We kind of had that too. Most kids weren't were uh, more with it than to fall for that. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I would have 100% fallen for that. Yeah, me too. Going off that cookout, though, so Monday nights we would have cabin cookouts. There was just different fire pits dug around camp. They, the counselors would dig during um, 
very small. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and we're just confused because like literally the whole camp went to the sports field. And, yeah, we love that you guys. Yeah, had, you it sounds a like a common spot. thing between Black. your camps yeah, that yeah, like yeah. cookout was like you know little different areas, different yeah, groups. Ours is like the whole. Camp we always was had in everything one in one yeah. place. Like we're <laughs> yeah. all at the campfire, we're all at the land sports yeah, yeah, field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then usually on Thursdays or Fridays they would do a village barbecue, and it was kind of in the same general area that each age group had their cabin cookouts mm-hmm. that they would grill on a gigantic. Uh, like brick grill, grill burgers or chicken or hot dogs. Um, that sounds And then awesome. the kitchen would make like cheesy potatoes or corn or like a veggie tray. And you just eat and drink bug juice and it's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. We had cookouts every Sunday, but they were again all in the same place and it was just, yeah. it was burgers and hot dogs. Also want to point out our movie night was on Monday night. Monday so there's nights. no consistent, no you know, consistent, consistent movie night. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday proves you can watch a movie and we any just, night of the week. And we just announced the movie. Like, we just yeah. said what it was. And then if you knew, it was going to be, uh, oh, my God. One time it was Aquamarine. And then I was like, oh, actually, this is kind of interesting. So they announced the movie. And you could actually choose whether to, like, go and see the movie or you would just stay just in, the in the main house, house. And you could, like, write letters or play jacks or just talk to people. Yeah. And so if you, that's why you'd have to know if you were bummed out by what the movie, movie it was. and then you'd want to be with your friends like movie or nothing yeah movie yeah <laughs> like, movie nothing. or nothing yeah um okay so we want to make sure we cover socials before we wrap up uh so socials i feel like we're excited to talk to you guys about it uh because you know we went all girls so we prepare alone and then we go travel to a boys camp mm-hmm. so i assume you guys had something similar yes where people you traveled to other girls camps or they came to you and stuff like that it was a dance we did. Um, there was also a common trend of them getting canceled for several years because... <laughs> Bad uh, boys. <laughs> so it was actually the, ca- the camp that we did it with was the camp my sister went to called Birch Trail. Um, when I was a ninth grade camper, some of their girls had whooping cough. Ooh. And we didn't believe... Sexy. We did not believe them that when they told us that they <laughs> had whooping sexy. cough <laughs> and that they weren't coming to do the social anymore. Um, we were very bent out of shape. Yeah. Um, but I did listen to what you all were talking about last week on your episode about social Shabbat walk. Yeah, <laughs> Shabbat walks. <laughs> you kind of have like this narrow window of time. You find somebody, it's like awesome, or it's like you're just kind of there. sad. Yep. And there's also <laughs> always going to be those kids that are just so mortified and not interested in anything that's happening. And you want them, as a, the counselor in me is, th- is, you want them to be comfortable and not push to like, if you don't make out with a girl now... You're a loser. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not the case. A lot of them are just not in that. They're not ready. They're not in that state of mind yet, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, but we only did one a summer, usually. Always oh, really? With Birch, with yeah, always, always with Birch, Birch Trail. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We usually just would go back and forth. Like, one of a, one yeah, year we would go there. Off. Yeah. So the opposite side of that, like, if someone did make out, it usually was celebrated. Yeah, was it a big like, deal? like, ooh, weird. <laughs> um, I may have gotten yelled at by the village director one summer when I was a counselor um, for supposedly telling one of my campers, hey, if you go that way, no one's going to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say if I did say that to him or not, but... Allegedly. I definitely did not. Allegedly. did not. But, uh, <laughs> so it was tried to be... It was definitely attempted to be regulated. I feel like when I was a camper, and the one that I was at was definitely much more of kind of a free... Free for all? Free yeah. loving. Yeah. Um, but when I was on the ones that I was a counselor around were very kind of just have fun, but don't, that's what we were. Yeah. And when you were going to them as a camper, 
What was your kind of like pre-social prep? A little Axe body spray? They didn't a little do anything. Gel. They like put on their clothes and went. Um, it's more, it's definitely more than you think. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also got to get Lucas in here. Gel like in the hair. <laughs> I'm just saying it's definitely more than just putting on a shirt and going. Like, <laughs> okay. Most of these kids bring one shirt and one pair of pants that they will only wear that day. <laughs> okay. And it's only the two oldest grades that go. So it's kind of, you have to like wait for your turn to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I was a camper, I, I like, I just started shaving when I was an eighth grader and I, I went to shave and one of my friends was like, you don't need to shave. You don't have any facial hair. And my counselor was like, Nick, shut up. He does have some facial hair. Get rid of it. Sorry, you don't have any facial oh, hair yet. Oh, burn. Um, so like a lot of like things like that. You will yeah, clean yeah. up. You will take a shower. There's, if, especially for some of those kids that don't shower nearly enough, they some will axe. shower. A little axe, a little, <laughs> little hair gel action, yeah. a polo. Polo. Oh, nice. Khaki shorts. Definitely khaki shorts. <laughs> All right, Lucas, let's there, hear there, your There's prep. always the, the, g- the gym shorts and button-down look. Oh, no. <laughs> People, were you guilty of that? I, I don't think so. I might have been guilty of, like, the cargo shorts plus Hawaiian shirt. That's <laughs> great. That's a great one. You should <laughs> never feel guilty about that. Your fiancé is sitting behind <laughs> She's us right squirming. now. She squirming. She's squirming at the image of this. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's been known to love Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> she thinks they're cool, casual, and comfy. We'll not be putting that on the, the gift list this, this, this season. The registry. Register for couples, Hawaiian. couples Hawaiian shirts. Um, but anyway, so we, we did have um, a sister camp, Camp Natimus, which is about a um, 15-minute drive or so away. Um, and we had, I think we had two dances per month. So if oh, you're there for the whole summer, I guess that's four. And only four. when you were older or the whole way? Uh, no, there was the lower camp dance and the upper camp dance, which were two quite different yeah. scenes, as you might imagine. Um, the little camp dance just t- was pretty much just kids just like just running around Wait, and being Also funny. calling it the little camp <laughs> Oh, awkward. <laughs> I meant lower camp dance. Little camp dance. Little, little kids. Nice. Little kids. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot of like, I feel like the anticipation was, was big and like the debriefs after was big, but like the actual event was very like, okay. It was very, it seemed very like, okay. Like you, it was funny as counselors, sometimes we would like pretend to be asleep, like the night of the dance and like, listen to like the 11 year olds talk about like the different, like they'd all have these like different like bass systems made up. <laughs> yeah. Like first bass is like asking to dance, second is like, oh. holding hands, yeah. and, like slow dance. Oh. Um, but I, pro- I probably should tell the story about, um, so one of the dances would be, um, a, d- a dinner dance, which is basically they would come over for dinner. We, you know, you'd sit and have dinner, and then you'd have the the dance afterwards, which gave you know gave some more time. Um, and so somehow um, it worked out that we were. I guess we had worked up the courage to sit with this group of girls, and the girls wanted dessert, but they wanted someone to go get them <laughs> dessert. Um, so somehow I guess I, vo- I volunteered to go like walk like the 20 steps to the the kitchen area to get brownies for the table or something and brought them back and little did i know that that was basically going to like make this entire group of girls basically just like obsessed <laughs> with me fall in love with you instantly yes. they're like he's husband material he <laughs> yeah. gets the brownies <laughs> yes literally, literally. 
Um, so for so, I don't know. They just had it in their their mind that that was that was the winning factor. So <laughs> that was a it's a great move on my part. Uh, it seems it like funny. you have a yeah, letter, letter with here. you. What's going on? Was you bring something that. along to share with the group. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so I was looking as I was getting ready for this. I was looking in the you know the folder of all of the letters and things that I kept and found this uh, gem from found this gem from before. So this is a, a letter that was written, I guess, after this whole. Uh, dinner dance thing. <laughs> I feel like one of you should read it, so it's in, like, it? the, uh, girl, the girl voice. Sure. Okay, uh, I'll read this. Okay. Wait, there's, like, a lot of girls that wrote on this. I'm so excited for this. Okay, <laughs> the, it's, okay, like, I need to point out, it's written with those jelly roll pens. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Multiple colors. There's it also so features, like, four wrote. to five different colors. Okay. Well, maybe let's leave out the names. <laughs> Last names? Or first names as well. First names. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the date rename on this letter them. is yeah, July 12th, 2002. Lucas, what's up? <laughs> All we can think about is how much we love you to death. <laughs> Every time Shahola comes up, we think of you and we all smile. <laughs> you were so cute to... Bring us all cake when no one was willing to <laughs> change color pen. Everyone thinks you're the perfect guy. <laughs> Sorry, my pen ran out, so I switched colors. Change color. Whatever you do, don't change a single thing about you. You're every girl's dream, and don't forget it. XOXO, then four girls' names, which I won't <laughs> read. P.S. This was written by, I'm going to change her name to Molly, <laughs> with help of the other three. On the other side of this paper are personal notes from everyone else. I should just point out this is the, the ultimate friend zone letter because nothing <laughs> ever happened with any of these girls. That was the ultimate friend zone. Also, of course you saved that. You BF. should definitely save that. I think any time that you get into a fight with Emily, you need to whip this out <laughs> and be like, be like you want me to call her up? I can call Molly any day I want. <laughs> be like, never forget, I am the perfect man. <laughs> I will get you cake. Thank you for bringing that. Okay. That was awesome. Social. I love it. Uh, we are going to wrap up. We're going to hit you with a final question, which is we'd love to know how going to all boys camp has influenced where you are in your adult life in some way. And you can kind of update us for our listeners, like what you do and, and, you know, for a career and if that affects it. Um, well, for a portion of my adult life to this point, it impacted me in a way that I couldn't stay away. Yeah. And I kept going back as you may realize if uh, saying that I worked there for seven summers and part of another one. Um, but you know, to this day, my best friends are all from camp. Um, and it's interesting now that having worked there for so long and worked with boys, I now coach women's basketball, yeah. which I did not see coming. I, but that's kind of like you're kind that's kind of a counselor role. No, totally. Um, it's not as much the coaching portion as mm -hmm. the, transitioning into the women's game. Right. Um, which I love. I, I actually think it more suits my personality as I'm not a yeller and a screamer and I coaching men is just, that is more of what it is at the, co at the division one college level. 
Um, but with women, you have to reason with them and do more of what you do with the teenage boys where you have to almost break it down in such a psychological way that say, this is what you did wrong. This is what I need you to do. And this is why now go do it. Now go do it. And then they'll do it. Yeah. Um, but it definitely is a big reason as to why I wanted to get into coaching and making an impact in people's lives and, um, being a role model for people. I'm being a counselor at camp was the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Me too. Um, I loved it. Um, so it's definitely a, a gigantic piece of who I am today and why I do what I do. Good answer. Cool. Um, so I, right now, my current career is transportation planning, which <laughs> does not have a ton of overlap <laughs> with camp. But nonetheless, I mean, camp was definitely a huge, huge part of my life. And kind of thinking about how, which specific parts kind of stayed with me. I think that it was a big part in helping me deal with um, in in col- the college experience of kind of going away, being away from home and being away from parents and kind of being out on your own, having to make new friends um, in a new environment that's kind of, you know, you're not controlled by parents. Um, I think that helped me a lot, um, you know, being able to build those relationships, feel comfortable with that. I think being at camp made me a lot more confident in general. I think I was very shy when I, when I first started at camp and, you know, being able to be, you know, respected for, you know, for who I was and embraced by the community there, I think helped me feel a lot more confident in life. Um, yeah, I mean, I wrote my, I wrote my college essay about camp. I have two of my close friends from camp that will be in my wedding coming up. So it's been, it's been great. It's an awesome, uh, seven seven summers That's that was great. so good yeah, you both that. that was awesome thank you guys so much for joining us yeah thanks for coming on it was a lot of fun we learned a lot absolutely enjoyed it it was worth the drive from baltimore yeah thank you so much for driving <laughs> um all right we're gonna wrap it up yeah social media happycamperspodcast.com check us out on the gram at happycamperspodcast twitter at happycamperspod gmail happycamperspodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please. We want that so bad. Seriously. We'll read them if you write Lucas good will ones. bring you brownies if you do <laughs> it. Please. All right. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.